0: You're listening to the Packer Net Podcast Network. Penny, can you please thank put you. that oh, that you. soda, my soda on the tart so it's not frozen when we're done? Cause I'd like to drink it please. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the PackerNet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. This is, this is, uh, this is a comedy. I know you think I probably try to make it that way, but you know, it just, it just happens to be that way. This microphone was all the way down, all the way down, and I'm sitting here doing my intro. Hope it sounded okay. I, You know, whatever. Anyways, happy happy Monday! I'm excited to announce that um, at least planning to do five episodes this week, so we're gonna we're gonna do it. Getting back after it, but I hope you had a good weekend. For those that didn't know, the intro to this today was from a movie called American Movie. It is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, and if you are a Packers fan, especially a Packers fan from Wisconsin, there's going to be an element of uh, of nostalgia there. So, should probably check that out. So hopefully you watched Patton this weekend, and then later tonight you go out and find American Movie somewhere, probably like on YouTube or something, and uh, check it out. It still seems really low, like you can't hear me. But I'm going to assume you can, and we're just going to keep rolling. You'd think I know what I'm doing by now, but um, apparently I don't. But there is a wide variety of things to cover here. Um, as per usual, how much we get to, I don't know. But I would like to at least continue on with uh, one of the bad news items that i didn't get to it is not covid related so you don't have to worry about that it is actually much much worse (laughs) than covid but it's you know it's a historical thing so it doesn't apply to anything today you don't have to worry about it it's just um i i said it and then i deleted it when i redid the episode and it was actually angrier on friday than I, i intended it to be or saturday than it was friday I deleted this whole thing, so I, I gotta I gotta say now I can't even dive into it too much because the content of what it is is so bad it's uh, it's inappropriate for this show, but um it's a little bit of trivia. It's Packer's trivia. Um Packer's history slash Murder Mystery serial killer story. Well I already told you ninety percent of it, so let's just continue on, shall we? So apparently In 1974, the Green Bay Packers, and this was back when they had like 653 rounds in the draft, but in 1974, uh, when Dan Devine was the general manager and head coach, the Green Bay Packers, in the 17th round, drafted a man by the name of Randall Woodfield. Apparently this is a guy that I don't know if they knew at the time, but he had a little bit of a, a criminal history. But it was a lot of petty slash creepy weird stuff nothing really violent. Fortunately for the history of the Green Bay Packers, he ended up getting cut. Just couldn't quite make the final roster, I guess. Um, he went on to play semi-pro football for the Manitowoc Chiefs and worked for Oshkosh Truck. So he hung around for a little while and then got into more trouble and then went back out west. Long story a little bit shorter, there have been books and, uh, television series made about this gentleman. In 2011, um, there was a Lifetime television film called Hunt for the I-5 Killer, which was based on a book, The I-5 Killer. So, long story short, in 1974, the Green Bay Packers drafted literally a serial killer. So, it was one of those clickbait things I saw on Twitter, and I didn't want to click it because it was obviously clickbaity, and it's like, I would have heard about this. There's no, it's, This isn't real, because it said that this was a thing, and I'm like, it's not a thing. So I clicked on it, saw the guy's name, Googled it, sure enough, well-known fella, and uh, right here on the Wikipedias, as well as other, I did look it up other places, he was a Green Bay Packer for a short period of time. It almost sounds like he didn't make the final roster, but was still somewhat affiliated with the team and then got in some more legal trouble, and then the Packers officially were like, alright, we gotta let this guy go, he's a little bit crazy. But again, I can't get into the details because of the content of what he did. But it's, uh, it's pretty wild, if you're interested. Randall Woodfield. Actually still in prison right now. He's alive and alive and well. 69 years old. Doing uh, 165 years in prison. I thought it was interesting. I don't know, maybe you didn't want to start your Monday that way. Oh well. I'm trying to expand your horizons here, alright? Trying to culture you people. <laughs> Anyways, if you are not in the, the Packernet Podcast Facebook group, please make sure you do so. Make sure you like the Packernet Podcast Facebook page. If you'd like to help out the show, there's a million and ten ways to do so. A five-star iTunes or Stitcher review would be greatly appreciated. If you'd like to sub- be a uh, patron, you can support the show on a monthly basis for as little as a buck a month. If you're more into the one-time payment deals, uh, Facebook, in the Facebook group, Facebook page, etc., there's a little dealy I put up there. Although I'm trying to click on it, and it's, uh, it's giving me an error, so <laughs> that may not be working anymore. I don't know, maybe Facebook's mad that I... Trying to raise a million dollars for my podcast. I don't know. But thank you to the donors on there thus far. Although when I click donate, it works. So that that's the part that matters. I also think it's hilarious that when I clicked on it, the donation amount pops up as $70. <laughs> that's quite the uh, lofty recommendation, Facebook. I appreciate. I promise I didn't set that. That was not me. That's hilarious. Anyways... Otherwise as always you could just reach out to me if you're just bored and looking for something to do I'll try to find I'm sorry for those of you that have already done that and I have nothing for you It's like a it's 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 at least a part-time job trying to keep everybody up to date Also I suppose I can start plugging this now now that the uh get out of my face I will punch you in the throat phone If you folks had to guess where the throat was on a phone where would you say Cuz I need to know so Shoot me a message. Let me know. Because this guy is about to just. I'm gonna rock him so good. Oh, I guess technically it's my fault. I set the alarms, but you know what? My phone should know better. So sometimes you just gotta. Anyways, there is a new network that um, I don't think has officially launched. I don't. I, but there's a website. So here you go. It's called Fan to Fan Network. You can find it at fan2fannetwork.com, all spelled out and whatnot. But it's just a bunch of creators mostly youtube uh, a couple writers couple podcasters mixed in but there are quite a few big name folks that um, you may or may not have heard of but it was started by if you're a fantasy guy the fantasy football counselor it's real big especially on instagram i guess he has got a real big podcast uh, and on the packers side right now it's just going to be me and um, mr Bazarowski, the highlights guy so we're going to be holding it down on the packers side of things but uh, walter football and some other folks that you may know are all going to be involved in it. So check it out. And also there's, again, because a lot of it is video, there's going to be a Twitch thing. So it's going to be more of a community type deal. So anyways, go check it out. That's getting started. And I'm planning on getting my first thing up. If uh, if I get my login credentials, I'll have that up today. Anyways, let's take a break and uh, talk about some stuff. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So first of all, news related. I'm only bringing it up because it's something to keep an eye on. And I don't get the opportunity to kind of quote unquote break news much. So just on the off chance you haven't heard, um, you've probably heard that the Washington Redskins are planning on changing their name, which is unfortunate for me because they're going to change their name. I'm going to accidentally call them the Redskins like 500 times in my videos and and podcasts. And people are going to say, look at this guy. He must be a bigot because he keeps calling them the Redskins. It's like, dude, I just, I've been calling them that since I was forever. All right. It's like the Oakland Raiders, LA Rams, become the st louis rams go back to the la rams i just you know it takes some acclamation here but beyond that apparently there's a really 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 big thing about to happen coming out of washington and the speculation is it's not a good thing i i, I don't know if the owner is just you know he's going to change the name and then burn this thing to the ground or or what but um again the speculation is it's something that's really really not good maybe they're just going to move the whole franchise but As of right now, apparently the process of firing everybody has started. That's an over-exaggeration. It's only two people so far. But um, as the speculation mounted that there's really, really big stuff happening, you're starting to see personnel people being fired, and apparently, not surprisingly, it's non-football related. So I can't help but think that this name change thing has caused some real internal turmoil. Whether it's the person doing the firing that's mad at everybody else, or if it's, you know, people that are uh, against the name. Or maybe it's just unrelated. It feels like it's probably related, but... Again, it's the Redskins, so who cares? I mean, excuse me, it's the Washington Who's-a-What's-It's. Sorry, they, they didn't change a name yet, so guess what? They are the Redskins. So there you go. It's their official name as of today. Get off my... That's the wrong way to say that. Get off my back. There we go. I almost mixed up two of them, and that would have been weird. But anyways, keep an eye out for that, because that's, I mean, it's interesting news. It would be nice if we got some interesting news that was good news for once. Not like, hey, the Redskins might, you know, if you see the stadium's on fire, the owner probably said it, just a heads up, you know. But, you know, classic 2020. Another comment that I ended up deleting in that uh, first thing. It's kind of funny how there was a time when, you know, let's say forever up until 2020, The comment used to be, I can't believe things like this happen, even in 2019 or whatever. It almost has the opposite connotation in 2020. When bad stuff happens or we find out that people are kind of bad people, it's like, yeah, well, that's what you expect in 2020. We have just regressed back to like the dark ages. Where it's like, yeah, everything's awful and people are uh, terrible. So what what do you, (laughs) I don't understand what you're talking about. We know this already. And on that note, look, the Preston thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to... And I'm, I, Listen, I don't want to give anybody a pass, but I also don't want to condemn somebody. I don't know anything about what is going on, right? I, I don't like when people jump to conclusions on Drew Brees. I don't like when people jump to conclusions on Preston's... It's not a one-sided thing. It's just I don't like mobs of people attacking people. Maybe... Preston Smith is a horrible, terrible person. Maybe he's not, and maybe we shouldn't be judge, jury, and executioner on that. That's just my thought. I don't know. I'm sure there are lots of quotes and things that I have retweeted, or whatever it's called on Instagram, from people that are probably not great people. Or, you know, it says Abraham Lincoln under it, and it's actually, you know, Mussolini said it. You know, I don't, I don't know. And there's, there's also the fact that Farrakhan is actually very well liked by a lot of people. Maybe some of those people don't know some of the bad stuff he said. Maybe they just kind of jump off the train at that point. Like he says some good stuff, some bad stuff, and I just don't worry about the bad stuff. Maybe some people just have no idea. They just know that he's some kind of a cultural icon that stands up for certain people, and that's all I know. And when he says something, I'm like, oh yeah, thumbs up, dude. And I have no idea that he has a very extensive history of being a pretty evil human being. I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate about it. Preston Smith is a Green Bay Packer, and until somebody comes out and says, yep, he's a terrible person and we're cutting him, in my opinion, it's not really news. If you want to say I'm cutting him too much slack, fine. But I, I, I don't know anything. Hopefully through this process, like Deshaun Jackson and a lot of other people, they've come to realize, you know what, that was a bad idea. And the, the fact of the matter is, good people are going to see bad things and they're going to run away from it. That's going to be the difference. When I show you, here's the things that this man has said, is your reaction, well, that's not good, or is that kind of your reaction like, you know, I agree with that. That kind of is, but I don't know. I'm, I can't sit down with Preston and be like, what do you think about this or that or whatever? So anyways, again, not going down that rabbit hole because I just, I don't know, until there's more information and hopefully there just isn't, I'm not going to worry about it. Now, if you did listen to the Daily Cheese episode with J.J. J. Leahy, I do think the part about football comes in when we question what, what, the Green Bay Packers think about this situation and because I've already been speculating that the plan zero question in my mind is for Rashawn to take that spot eventually obviously that comes down to whether or not Rashawn can take a leap that's where this maybe comes into play unless they're just beyond outrage they cut him and say Rashawn you're going to have to be the guy but I don't think that's going to happen and 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 again it doesn't actually matter because if that's just a deciding factor one way or another we're never going to know that They're not going to come out and say it. They're just going to be like, well, Rashawn's the guy. That's why we did it. We wish Preston the best, and that's going to be the... We're not going to hear any more about it. But um, I don't know. Let's Let's just hope that there's nothing else like this. That he got his hand slapped, and he's like, well, I guess I can't post Farrakhan stuff anymore, and that's it. But, you know, again, people are more surprised than they should be because, as I said, a lot of people really like the guy. And four NFL players have said something somewhat anti-semitic i promise you there's more than four in the nfl and it's not just anti-semitic it's anti lots of things because it's just human beings are we are what we are and it's not always the greatest and if we not saying we should accept everything but if we keep demanding perfection from everybody we're going to keep being angry at people and twitter is going to continue to be intolerable just a thought just saying you don't have to be okay with it you also don't have to try to ruin people's lives over stuff just try to find a happy medium somewhere in there. Um, a real quick update on the salary cap, and it really just depends. I don't know why this isn't more concrete. It depends where you look. Um, NFL trade rumors came out with a, uh, an article just updating the current after a couple changes. Not even entirely sure why the Packers had a change, but they're one of the teams that had a change. But the bottom line is they put the Green Bay Packers at about $13.5 million, 17th in the NFL because at this point in the season, very few people actually have any money. If, however, you look at track, they have the Packers 20th with 11.6 million dollars. If you look at over the cap, I don't know exactly. They're somewhere in the middle here. They have the Packers at 12.7 million. So somewhere, either 11, 12, or 13 million is where the Packers are. Now, in a more normal year, I'm looking at let's say it's 13, and I'm saying. There's a little bit of wiggle room to get something done here. There's not a lot, but three, $3 $4-ish million dollars ish, three four ish million dollars to to spend. Thirteen million is too much to carry into the season. You don't need that. You want, I think, eight to ten. Not to say you can't, but it it would just it would give me the impression that the Packers are about to do something, whether it's an extension or some kind of a move. It just you know you want to load up before training camp and whatnot. If you're bringing in a body, we got to do it pretty quick. However. Again, with the COVID situation, with the potential loss of revenue, the, um, it makes some sense with the salary cap being able to be rolled over into next year that you would want to hang on to you know a little bit extra this year. Just, just based on un- uncertainty. You don't know what's coming. Now, salary cap is different than actual financial money. But the salary cap might be affected next year, and, and because I'm assuming a part of your accounting is trying to read into the future, probably not too much because you get yourself in trouble, right? If you overextend yourself on the assumption that the salary cap is going to go up, you know, one percent or whatever it is every year, three percent. I thought it was it's quite a bit more than that actually. But then when it doesn't, you're you're kind of doomed because you don't get you don't want to do that too much, but you have to a little bit. And if the salary cap reaches like zero as in zero growth, you could see why people would panic. The the one benefit, though, at least in terms of the planning, is that the collective bargaining agreement ran out. So I would assume that people had to look at this and say, you know, there was the assumption or the possibility already that there would be a zero dollar increase. That's what happened, I think, last time there was a new uh, agreement that came in. Now, the expectation actually is that there's going to be a massive jump. But if there was a holdout, what happens It was always a possibility of a holdout so hopefully the green bay packers and some other teams at least had a little bit of a concern and a, a little bit prepared on the off chance that this year there was going to be a holdout and no increase in cap salary possibly even income if the players are just like i'm not play, you know whatever so the fact that all this happened on the same year is somewhat beneficial but just in case anybody was wondering if they saw that 13 million dollar number I don't think anything—they do have enough money to do something, but I just tend to think maybe somebody's going to get a little bit of cash, but I think they're going to be a little bit gun-shy about um, trying to bring anybody else in or even giving kind of big-money contracts until we get a little bit closer and a little bit better of an idea. I mean, we we still don't even know, stadium-wise, what's going on. Uh, The Green Bay Packers did send out a letter to their shareholders essentially saying, if we allow fans at all, it's going to be severely limited, the amount, so they know there's going to be a big loss of revenue there. But the question of how many, is there going to be any, You know, as I've said, as things continue to lock down more and more, hopefully by the time football starts it won't be impacting the NFL, but without knowing for sure, you can't make any decisions. And if you can't make decisions, you can't make decisions. So I think the whatever money they have, 11, 12, 13, they're sitting on it. I think if somebody gave them ten million dollars, they might just sit on it. Maybe that's maybe that's not quite the case, but you know, you you just don't know. And if again, if you're expecting X amount of dollars to be there for you next year in order to do what you want to do, and you're thinking there's a chance there's going to be no increase in salary cap, you might even you know again ten million bucks, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sit on it. So you know, crazy times and whatnot. I mean, I'm I'm getting just I'm either getting mocked by God or I'm getting some kind of subliminal messages. Just did that whole recapture thing trying to log into my account here. You know how you have to identify the pictures? Guess what I had to identify? Palm trees. I think I think it's mocked because even if I could go to Florida, I can't because I it's it's crazy right in Florida right now. I can't go there. Certainly can't vacation there. I'm not going to the beach or Disneyland. So no, I'm I'm being mocked. That's what it is. Haha, ha, you can't have a vacation because of COVID and you're poor. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Whatever happened to crosswalks and street signs and buses? Palm trees. Anyways, one thing I wanted to bring up that um, dawned on me recently is the um, the reminder, which comes up every couple months or so, um, that the Green Bay Packers brought in Milt Hendrickson from Baltimore. And the reason I want to bring that up, not to say that they're perfect, but the Baltimore Ravens have a pretty long history and tradition. Uh, Milt himself being really highly touted the Packers have been on his case for a long time but he's been locked up in Baltimore up until they got rid of their uh, or their GM retired or whatever the case was that freed up Milt to come over here but they've got a pretty long history of doing things that the Packers weren't really good at doing and that is drafting defensive players and so as I continue to stress and writhe in my effort to like Kamal Martin one of the extra things to remind myself is the fact that a guy who again, comes from that long history and tradition. His input helped tremendously in coming up with the idea that we should be drafting Kamal Martin. Now, I'm not saying I've come all the way around to actually thinking he's going to be a good football player because I have not gotten there. But I did think it was an interesting little tidbit to at least remember that the guys who brought in Zedarius and groomed him and got him to be what he is, the guy that helped us to realize you better grab Zadarius because there's no chance in the world we might, we might not even have Zedarius if it's not for him. Not to say that Gutekunst had no interest in him whatsoever or that Petten didn't have any input on that, but uh, Milt 100% was the guy that signed off on it. When you look at how much money Zedarius got paid, which now might look like an underpayment, but at the time was massive overpayment based on what he had done from 2015 to 2018, Milt is the guy saying, no, no, he's worth it, trust me. He's going to blow up. I don't know that, but I kind of know that. So, I mean, there and... and if you look at Baltimore's team right now, you look at it and say, okay, well, who are their great linebackers? The fact is, until this year, when they drafted a linebacker in the first round, the last time they did that was C.J. Mosley, and he's a good linebacker. He just got a 5 or last year, whatever, five-year, $85 million deal with the Jets. And uh, this year, they went and got Patrick Queen. But th- they've been investing a lot in offense. If you look at their draft over the last several years, it's been a lot of you know tight ends, wide receivers, quarterback... But they, they've got a very, very healthy defensive tradition and have, you know, once again, even, even without having all that much talent at the time, have still found a way to just have a, an, an attitude and an energy and a way of just going about your business. And again, I'm, I'm glad that we had that input in terms of Kamal Martin because, again, I struggle with the guy. Um, finally, I got a question from uh, Jonathan in Long Lake. He says, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL did some kind of a pay-per-view this year if there aren't fans in the stadiums. They need to make money some way. What do you think? Again, the theme of 2020 is never say never. Um, and I think they're going to find some creative ways. I don't think they can do that, would be my first thought, because of the television deals they already have. Right? They, they have multi-billion dollar deals with television companies to broadcast these games also I you know I, I just don't know maybe it's a little bit foolish to say but I don't know that that would make them more money the massive audience that the NFL has in the revenue that comes from ad you know just watching from that amount of people watching all of these ads is astronomical I just don't know if it would be and I, and I understand this isn't a long-term business strategy but I I haven't said before, I liked the AFL when that was a thing until they went from regular TV to cable, which I don't have, and I couldn't watch it anymore, and then suddenly I just didn't care because I can't watch the games because I don't have cable. Well, granted, sometimes the NFL goes on cable, and i got to get creative slash illegal to, <laughs> to watch the games. But if you take it all the way off and put it on pay-per-view and people got to spend $50 to watch it, they're going to lose a massive part of their audience. And I I, I just think, even if that was a strategy, and even if they did think that that was a better way to make money just for a year, the biggest concern I would have if I was Roger Goodell and somebody came to me with this idea, and there was no legal problems and there was nothing else, and somebody just said we can make a ton more money doing it this way and we can go back to it, my biggest fear is we're just going to lose a lot of people. Because a lot of people aren't going to watch. They're going to go an entire year without NFL and they're going to realize they don't need it. And that's concerning to me. Or they're just going to rebel. You know, this is immoral. This is wrong of you. Why would you do this? Of course, immoral is an exaggeration, but that wouldn't stop lots of people from saying it. But again, that's my opinion that it would be a bad idea. I, I That doesn't mean they're not, they wouldn't do it if they were able to. My biggest thought is that I I don't know that it would actually be more profitable. And I I think from a legal standpoint, I don't think they're able to. They've already sold the television rights for, I mean, for like the next 10 years. And I I kind of think that that's a binding proposition. I don't think they can rip that away from these people and say, no, we're going to take back ownership of it and throw it up on pay-per-view. Now, again, I do think they're going to try to come up with some more creative things. I think they should come up with creative things. And it wouldn't be that bad of an idea to have some kind of a paywall for maybe like a behind the scenes thing, you know, especially if you can't go to the stands, you know, you, I mean, I don't know, there's, there's so many ways that the NFL could be making money. I don't think they're capitalizing on, you know, you could try to sell a fan experience, could set up cameras all around the, you know, would be really cool is to get some kind of a VR thing. And I thought about this when they had with the 5G coming out, I thought that this would be, and it, it still should be a part of their plan to set up cameras because the, the low latency with 5G, there's no lag. It's, it's real time. So You know, as Aaron Rodgers' arm is moving forward, you're seeing his arm move forward. There's there's basically zero lag, and it would be kind of cool, especially as VR is becoming more of a thing. If you could put kind of cameras in the stands in certain places, and you can almost like buy seats virtually. I don't I don't know if anybody would want to actually do that because, you know, in my opinion, being there is not that great. And I think people that like to go there like the experience, like being around the people, actually being in the stadium, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of, if it's all the bad things, but I don't know, maybe some people would like that. And if people wouldn't like that, fine, sell a camera on the sideline. Now you might have to kind of mute the audio a little bit or something. I don't know. So you can't hear what's going on on the sideline. You'd have the Patriots logged in trying to listen to the other person's plays or whatever. But just think how cool that would be. If you could, and even if you don't have a VR thing, you, you got the cameras where you can like pan side to side, you know, on on or the video even on Facebook where you can kind of pan around. Just just get one of those. Or you could do that now even without 5G. It wouldn't be as good because it's, but to be able to watch the game from the sideline or from the end zone, whatever. You tell me people wouldn't pay 20, 30 bucks, you know, a month for the football season for that? Yes, they would. You could switch from different camera angles, like live. People pay a hundred bucks a month for that. Are you kidding me? but you know it's one of those adapt or die situations um the the nfl is not milking all the money out of this that they can and i'm not just talking about it and people get upset about that it's greedy you're just trying to get more yes i'm trying to get more money but the point is the way you get more money is by providing us with more and better stuff and through things like pandemics a lot of times you get better things it was somebody was talking about i think the last time there was this big economic crash we got what was it, like Venmo and Airbnb? and like Major companies got launched through this because it's sort of an innovate or die situation. And you get an increase in innovation in these periods of time. I mean, even like a small example, there's, there's restaurants over by where I work that are amazing restaurants that are cash only. Guess what? They're not cash only anymore. There is a restaurant that they didn't hardly have a website. You had to walk down there with cash. Half the time their ATM didn't work, so you better bring cash in there if you want to eat food there. It's called the the Blue Moon. I might as well just say it. It's a delicious. They got great burgers there. Downtown Madison. As of right now, thanks to this pandemic, not only do they take cards, they have a website where you can order food online, and it'll be ready when you show up. They're, they went from being archaic to being ahead of the times because they had to adapt. The NFL has so much brain power, so much money, and so much potential to provide services and products to fans to give us experiences that could that could turn 2020 from a horrible experience into a a something that we all look forward to and, and are excited about so that when we look back like this is when this got launched in 2020 like this this new revolutionary awesome thing and it's not just the NFL the green bay packers should be doing this and this is part of what's frustrating and and a lot of times you get you get innovation from smaller companies that need to do it to survive. And a lot of times it's the big guys that, you know, Walmarts and stuff, they don't have to innovate. They're fine. They've got more than enough money. And I I, I think the NFL is one of these things where they've got this way of doing business and they're so scared of just losing what they have, the instinct is to just kind of hold on tight for the ride. As companies get bigger, it, it goes from a more risk-based growth you know, we need to innovate, we need to do this too, we need to just protect what we have, and, and you kind of lose that innovation aspect. But th- there is a lot of potential here. I mean, obviously there's there's dumb things like we're going to paint ads along, you know, where seats used to be to get some extra money. Okay, whatever, fine. I, you know, that's, that's fine with me because it's an easy way to get money and it doesn't cost me anything. So I guess I don't really care other than the obnoxious, I'm sure you're going to have cameras panning over these, you know, ugly scrawled ads that are there but i I, you know come on now again you've got supposed geniuses and and billionaires that can hire firms to come up with ways to make money and the best you can come up with is is laying banners flat along where seats used to be where you gonna rip seats out and put go daddy ads on it you're gonna paint blue chew in the end zone i mean come on man you you're It's 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 an embarrassment. And again, if I was Roger Goodell, I'd be looking at people coming to me saying, Maybe we could put ads on the seats And I, I my first thought would be, I'm going to fire you. Because you come on, man. Dude, my listen, if my five year old kid came to me with that idea, I'd be like, That's a great that's nice, we'll probably do that actually. That's brilliant. When you're a when I'm paying you millions of dollars to help me keep my business alive and you come to me with let's put ads on the seats I'm just going I'm just going to kick you. I'm not even going to I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of a firing. I'm going to kick you until you quit or sue me. And it'll be well worth whatever it costs. But I'm just going to as soon as you show up to work, I'm just going to start kicking you because you're that dumb. Come on, man. Fans just want to be a part of it, man. We want to be in the building. We want to be in the meetings. We want to be next to the as much as possible. So much so that we all flock to our computer screens for these lame little interview sessions that go on from the media they're they're very rarely good questions we very rarely get insights but that's how badly we just want a little taste we watch we my goodness packer fans especially will flock to watch practice they'll they could sell out they literally do sell out lambeau field for practice and you can't find a way to keep this business alive even if there's no nfl season they should be able to sell and make money experiences right bring the bring the players on board because the players don't want to lose money either and they're going to if there's no nfl season bring these guys together and say look we got to find a way to bring some kind of an experience to these people and sell it and we will buy it and, and again what do we get well no more jersey swaps like this is this is the brain power of the nfl my goodness it's an embarrassment and it's because, it, it, you know, it's the NFL is run by lawyers. That's, that's what, it, when, when your business is run by lawyers and accountants, you're done. And that's what the NFL is. It's run by lawyers and accountants. How can I not get sued? How can I not lose my money? And that's why instead of innovation, instead of, you know, really breakthrough, you know, this isn't like Elon Musk coming out with spaceships and cars that drive themselves. This is people who don't know what they're doing, who I'm shocked they can tie their shoes in the morning. Even if it's a bad product, just, just. The marketing could make it seem really like good. I mean, Game Pass is kind of ter- It's a terrible product. The, I, I, I hate NFL.com. You are the NFL. This is your t- And the last place I want to go for NFL news is NFL.com. The, the, the website layout is terrible. The, the navigation is horrible. I mean, if you want Packers news, the last place you're going to go is Packers.com because the website is garbage. I mean, if, if, if you're going there, it's usually because they have behind-the-scenes stuff. And I hate that I have to go there for it. I actually like when I can find it on Facebook or when—I'm I, I, not even kidding. There are people on YouTube who uh, apparently rip off those videos and post it on YouTube. I just subscribe to them on YouTube because I want to watch it over there because it doesn't even work on my computer half the time. I can't load the videos. I can't load them on my phone. The video just won't play. And and then, again, the navigation. Like, I want to watch the next video, but then the next video is good. It's like, I, I... You are the Green Bay Packers. This is your website. You are the NFL. You should have the best NFL site anywhere. And it's not. At all. But th- this is, again, this is part of the... Pro- I mean, it, the, the, the NFL and really everybody. You know, if you've got a business or whatever, even myself included with the podcast and whatnot, this is a time to expand and to innovate and to find a way to survive and to to thrive and go above and beyond everybody else. This is an opportunity. The NFL should view this as an opportunity. This is your chance to try stuff that you've been putting on the back burner because you don't want to mess with the integrity. Hopefully you got a big pile of stuff over there that you wanted to try, but people are concerned about the integrity of the game or whatever. Now is when you whip that out. Strangely enough, I don't see them talking about any of that. So, So did you just not have any? Nobody has any ideas? The owners just sit in the back room and count their money all day or what? Nobody's trying to figure out how to make this product any better. And I'm not talking about crazy stuff because there is a fact of like, you know, this is what the NFL is and we want it to be that way. But you can add on to it. Again, give us the opportunity to be a part of it. Do you know how much I would pay? Assuming I had the ability to pay money for stuff. Do you know how much I'd be willing to pay to be in the war room, whether virtually or in person, during the draft, I, I've, I've said if you, I, I will sign an agreement that says I will never speak of what I see here. I will hand over my phone and all my electronics, and so that I can't tweet out any information. Just to sit in that room and listen to the conversations and to be able to see the board. Which again, that's probably going to be the biggest. Thing. Fine, put me in a separate room where I can't see the board. I I don't care. I just want to be there. I want to know what that's like. Do you know how much you could? Thirty-two teams, thirty-two cameras sell me the ability to be in that room. You can mute it. You can face it away from where the board is. Just the fact of being there and seeing him talking and watching him pick up phones and call people and freaking out. Oh, oh, he picked up the phone. Watch the board. You could millions and millions and millions of dollars just selling access to those cameras. I would pay for that happily. Granted, with Covid and whatnot, people in their living rooms. That could be a little bit awkward because now I'm just like spying on people in their their families in the living room, and that's that's just kind of creepy. But assuming they go back to to their offices in Lambo or wherever they do that for the draft at some point, yeah, sell me that. I want that. We're just asking for more access, more access to their product, and they're just they don't do a good job of giving us access to their product. They know one thing, and it's the same thing they've been doing since the 50s: point a camera at a football game put it on television and let big companies throw their money at you advertising revenue that's all they know and it's ridiculous just put ads everywhere let's put ads on the helmets and on the jerseys and on the seats and on the field and on the shoes and on the shoelaces let's get them have them put neck tattoos of you know an an apple logo neck tattoo we'll we'll pay them extra money for that it's just lazy man it's lazy so i'm Sorry, I got away from the question. No, I don't think pay-per-view, although that is sort of NFL thinking, in my opinion. That is something that I could see them being willing to do, but I don't think they can do. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think they can They can take back their television rights and then put them on pay-per-view. But that is sort of one of the ideas I could expect somebody bringing up in one of the meetings. Not how can we innovate and make the product better so that people want to give us more money, how can we hold this thing hostage to force people to give us their money, or just plaster banner ads all over the place and, and get money from companies. You know, just stuff like that. Crazy. Anyways, I got to get going to work. You folks have yourselves a fantastic Monday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.